I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa back from a bye, back on the road, and back in action against Ohio State for the first time since the epic 55-24 win in 2017. I'm not sure an upset is in the cards this time time with this offense and at last check Iowa about a 29 point underdog it is an 11 a.m. kick in Columbus as part of Fox's big noon kickoff and my guest today covers Ohio State for the Columbus Dispatch it's Joey Kaufman Joey thank you so much for the time Thank you for having me. You know, we, before we dive into this game specifically, you know, six and zero, ranked number two, haven't really been challenged yet. Is Ohio State the best team in the country? I think they have as good a case to make as anybody. I think they might be the best team, but I think when you at least evaluate their resume, I think it goes to show why they're they're behind Georgia in the polls, and and why Tennessee would even have a case to be ranked higher than Ohio State because the Buckeyes. Don't have that that glamour win. They don't. They haven't really. They haven't beaten a ranked team because Notre Dame fell out of the top twenty-five. That win has has lost some of its luster. But I, but I think Ohio State has as good a case to make, and I, and I think I might make that they're the the best team just because of of how easily they've handled everything. And I just don't see a weakness on either side of the ball so far. Yeah, let's look at look at those sides of the ball. C.J. Stroud and the Buckeye offense certainly had things rolling since being held to 21 in that opening game against Notre Dame. They haven't scored fewer than 45 in a game. Who should Iowa fans have their eyes on when the Buckeyes have the ball? Uh, that's a good question because you could uh, really pick anybody out of the, the receiving trio. But I, but I think their offense starts and ends with, with C.J. Stroud. I mean, he is the unique piece to everything. He's the guy who makes things move. He's the one who pushes the ball down the field. And I think he's He's a smart quarterback. He's able to adjust things at the line of scrimmage. He, I think, makes good decisions. He's, he's not going to, to make a ton of errant throws or put his receivers at risk, and he's also going to be able to stretch the ball downfield and, and push it. I mean, when they played Michigan State, he had, he had two touchdowns over 50 yards. So I think that's really the, the, the bread and butter for Ohio State's offense. They, they have a quarterback who's largely mistake-free and a quarterback who's going to make big plays. Defensively, the Buckeyes have allowed some points, but that's, that's both, mostly been in blowout games. Uh, what players or position groups have been most, most notable this season uh, on defense? It's, it's, I think they're linebackers. Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, those two guys have been, have been really impressive just the way they've been able to swarm to the ball and, and make plays. And, and that was a, a really a cause for concern last year in some of their, their losses when they lost to Oregon in September, then lost late in the year in Michigan they got beat on the edge at times they got beat up the middle certainly by Michigan and the Son Haskins that's sort of the, the enduring image of, of last year just Michigan running the ball 
up the teeth of the defense. And they've really shored up that, that area of the field. It doesn't feel like teams have been able to run on them as well as a year ago. That I think that those two guys in particular, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg, have been all over the field and, and really much, much more of a ball-hawking defense than they had before. You know, from afar, as, as I look at the Iowa team and, and really the rest of the Big Ten West and, and really the rest of the Big Ten in, in general, uh, there, there are nitpicky things to, to point out. There are glaring deficiencies to point out. Uh, I don't see that with this Buckeye team. Is there a weakness uh, with Ohio State? I think there is a weakness, and it's the question is whether a team can, can take advantage of it. But, but their secondary play, especially the cornerbacks, I think has just shown some cause for concern. They, they've given up some big plays, and they were vulnerable to that early in the year where they gave up some, some 40, 50-yard passes. And I just don't think they've played a quarterback in a passing game or, or, they're able to, or a team is able to consistently maybe pick on some of those things. And part of the reason Ohio State's cornerbacks have struggled have been, have been due to injuries. Denzel Burke was their, their top shutdown corner a year ago, uh, but he hurt his shoulder in the, in the preseason and has dealt with a hand injury, so he missed the, the the Big Ten opener against Wisconsin, and that seemed to be limiting him. And and Cam Brown, the other quarterback, missed a pair of games as well to start conference play. So that you could chalk up some of the, their struggles to that. But the expectation or the hope among Ohio State's coaches is, is those guys will be able to bounce back when they when they can get more consistent time on the field. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I've been doing this podcast, Joey, for five years now, and I've never talked to Ohio State thanks to a, a strange Big Ten schedule and then that adjusted 2020 season where uh, the teams were on each other's schedules, but that, that got uh, thrown off. I think now you're, you're, the, you're the final kind of new connection I had to make uh, within the Big Ten to, to do this podcast. 2017, the last time these teams met, uh, for us Hawkeye fans, it's, it's a memorable 55-24 to 24 Iowa win. Th- does that carry any weight this week, or was that just too long ago to really matter i'm like you this is my fourth year on the ohio state beat and this is the first time i'm writing about iowa it's just it's, it's certainly a quirk and in, in realignment in the big 10 b14 teams you don't get to play as much now i guess, I guess to answer your question though i don't know how much that the game carries weight just because most of the players on ohio state's roster are have turned over none of these none of these guys have faced the hawkeyes before nobody has memories of it but the coaching staff certainly does. Ryan Day mentioned uh, during his Tuesday press conference that that loss to Iowa is still a scar for them. Kevin Wilson was the offensive coordinator, running backs coach. Tony Alford was was around. So a lot of the guys in that offensive staff uh, are still are still around from from that game. I think it probably makes them aware of, of what Iowa can do, just because that was the game that that really snowballed and they got behind early. So I think. Maybe some of the memories of that game will give uh, if Coach Day's given a Ryan Day's given a a pregame pep talk to his players. Maybe they add some some heightened urgency because of that, or they're not going to maybe overlook them just be just because you look at the the offense on paper or those sorts of things. But I think having gone through 
that loss will certainly, I think, uh, give some more heightened uh, urgency to this one for the staff, at least. Yeah, a first play pick six uh, may may not be enough for the Hawkeyes this time around, although we we would like to see it for sure. Uh, Ohio State and Iowa clearly on different levels, not just this year, but as programs. Everybody would like to be Ohio State's rival, uh, but that's reserved for the other best programs in the country. Obviously, Michigan, but I would imagine most Ohio State fans are looking at Bama and Georgia and teams like that uh, as as their rivals, the the teams that they will hopefully play in a playoff. Uh, What's your sense of how this Buckeye program, and, and maybe more so the fan base, CI was programmed when they look over here? I think, honestly, I, I, I don't see a ton of Ohio State fans thinking or spending much time on Iowa. And I think that's not necessarily due to anything other than just they don't play as frequently as, as they used to. And even though Iowa's made the Big Ten championship game a couple times in recent years, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out where they, they've met Ohio State in those games last year being the notable one. So I think I mean, rivalries are shaped by by getting to play each other on the field, competing for a Big Ten title, and and these teams haven't really had that opportunity. I think the the teams that that Ohio State fans think the most are certainly Michigan, but then it's Michigan State because Michigan State's a team that that beat them in 2015. That was the last team to come to Columbus and, and beat Ohio State on their home turf, last Big Ten team to do so. Then Penn State, which beat Ohio State in 2016. So I think just Iowa has not really had the, the freak, even though they, they won in 17. I think just the infrequency of, the, of their matchups has made them, I think, certainly uh, not front of mind for, for a lot of Buckeye Nation. Well, hopefully Saturday we uh, we get a better game than it appears to be on paper. It'll be interesting. Uh, I think for Iowa fans, it'll be fun to just see this Ohio State program uh, up close and personal. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Joey R. Kaufman. And check out his work in the Columbus Dispatch. Joey, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, enjoy the game Saturday. And, and hopefully you're off to a, a really fun season covering the Buckeyes. Hey, we're always curious if Ohio State can get in a competitive game because most of the time these have been – so uncompetitive fourth quarter. So I think Iowa's defense could ma- certainly make things interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how things progress. There it is. Can Iowa keep it competitive? <sighs> Can the defense do their magic? And if they do, how much magic will it take? And how much offense can Iowa provide? This is going to be a rough one, folks. Uh, this this is this is where it gets worse before it gets better. This is what I was worried about with the game at Illinois. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't win that game, what does that mean uh, moving forward into the bye week, which I think has been rough for all of us, uh, and now into a game where you you've got you know one of the the biggest point spread underdogs in the Kirk Ferentz era, and you can completely see why that's the case. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not holding out a lot of hope for Iowa in this game. You know, maybe they keep it close. Maybe it's competitive into the second half. Uh, but what we've seen out of Iowa's offense is they are not going to be able to keep up with Ohio State. And even if Iowa's defense uh, works some miracles and, and does some magic, C.J. Stroud and this Buckeye offense is, is going to be able to score. They're going to be able to put up points. And, uh, and I was just not going to be able to keep up. I think 29.5 or whatever it is, 28.5, 29 points is a lot. I think it's probably too much. Um I, I if you know if I'm a, a betting man, I, I probably put my money on Iowa and, and take those 30 points or so. But to expect much out of this game or, or out of this uh, th- this Saturday is is asking a lot. Hopefully, we see some kind of incremental improvement. Hopefully, the offensive line looks a little better. Hopefully, Spencer Petras has some confidence. Um, 
Maybe some, you know, injury news from Deontay Vines uh, is is a positive thing for this offense, and and maybe the defense can kind of uh, like like in 2017 hit a big play early and kind of use that momentum to carry them through uh, the rest of the game. I don't expect 55-24 on either side, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. And then you know you'll see what what this game does to this Iowa team and and the program. Does it? Has this bye week helped them? Uh, can they go into Columbus and, and gain some confidence and, and head back into their final five games all against Big Ten West foes with a, a better outlook, some more confidence, and, uh, and you know, knock off some teams, get some wins, get their, themselves to a bowl game? Hell, even, even get themselves back to a, a Big Ten championship game? Or does it all fall apart? Uh, and, and do things just continue to get worse and to spiral? And are we all looking for, forward to basketball season a lot earlier than we had hoped? It's yet to be seen. Uh, we will have this game covered from all angles, as we always do, at HawkeyeNation.com. Check us out there. And uh, Joe Schmelke and myself will be back on KXNO Radio in Des Moines and back in your podcast feeds Thursday for the Hawkeye Nation radio show. Uh, it's going to be a fun week at Hawkeye Nation, as always. Hey, the Iowa women, top five team in the country, right? Ranked number four in the first AP poll. And uh, the Iowa men ga- gaining votes in the uh, the men's AP poll uh, in the preseason for for, me- for men's basketball. So, hey, basketball season is going to be fun, even if this Saturday is not. We'll have it all covered again at HawkeyeNation.com. I do appreciate you listening. And, hey, go Hawks. <laughs>